And good morning, Vibe Tribe. You're waking up to the vibe. I'm your host, Joe Altieri. Happy to be here with you this morning. Good morning, Sherry, Cindy, Tina, Keith. The regulars are in the house. Fired up today. I hope you're ready, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're ready. We've got some fun stuff, fun stuff for you this morning. Let me tell you, we're going to get educated here. We're going to get motivated. We're going to be inspired. Oh, yes. But before we do, first, I want to say thank you for joining me this morning. It's always a great pleasure. Good morning, Bob Duffy and David Guyette. The King is in the house. Good morning, King. We've got a good show for you today, as always. I uh, always want to uh, remind you to please share our videos. Make sure you subscribe if you already signed up for the mailing list on our website, www.wakeuptothevibe.com. Uh, then you're doing good. If you haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? You can win yourself some good stuff. And I'm actually working on it. I know I've been promising you this for a week now, uh, but I'm working on some things. And that newsletter is getting ready to go out. And uh, boy, the list is filling up. I think we're over um, 100 on the mailing list alone, which is very cool. Uh, but yeah, everything is, uh, we're growing. Wake Up to the Vibe is growing. And I've got some exciting stuff that we are going to announce in the next, uh, maybe even Friday, but next week for sure. I'm waiting to hear back from one other person. We have some exciting, exciting news for you. And uh, you guys have been a dedicated audience, and I'm greatly, uh, uh, I greatly appreciate it uh, for joining us each and every morning. And we're going to be taking it up a notch and and uh, bringing some things your way that, uh, yeah, we didn't anticipate four months ago. So we're super excited, super excited. Want to remind you, you can subscribe to us on YouTube. Just type in Wake Up to the Vibe. You can watch our podcast from our website, wakeuptothevibe.com. Since you're going there to watch the podcast, you can sign up, enter in your email address, get on our mailing list, and get a weekly email to inspire you, uh, to motivate you, to make you feel good, and also fill you in on the behind the scenes. It's a backstage pass. That's what it is. It's a backstage pass. And another shout out to all of you who joined us for WishFest. If you weren't here on Monday, uh, I want to say thank you again. So I'm not going to waste any more time because we have a guest on today. and We have so much to talk about. I am super excited uh, because we, we have our mojo going. We have our mojo going. And ladies and gentlemen, if... If you would, please. She's got her green drink. <laughs> the green drink is in the house. Now, from Fairfield, Connecticut, she's a square foot gardening health coach. Uh, she connects people to their food, to their community, to the land, <laughs> the promised land. She's a certified holistic health coach. Member of the American Association of Drugless Practitioners. I like that. We're talking about that topic. And she's the recipient of the Homegrown Spirit Award. All that and more right here on Wake Up to the Vibe. Welcome, Amy Guyette Hall. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. Oh, it's so nice to be here. Thank you for the invite. 
Oh my gosh, it's so nice to have you. And uh, you know, for our listening audience, I want them to know that you and I did have the pleasure of talking a month ago. And you know, the original plan was to uh, have you. I know when Rebecca talked to you and asked you to be on the show, it was thinking gardening, straightforward gardening. And then after I got off the phone with you, <laughs> now I'm like rubbing magnesium all over my body trying to get some sleep. <laughs> And thank well, you for that. It's it's all connected, right? So, you know, you are what you eat, drink, and think. And uh, in this crazy pandemic time, the world is crazy right now. And we need some gardening. We need some grounding. We need uh, connectedness, like what you're giving us now with people, where we can be together, where we can support each other, where we can live a better life and uh just rock and roll it baby <laughs> that's it that's exactly it and make sure you always start it with wake up to the vibe that's that's very yeah. important so i love the fact that you're drinking a green drink is there a special i'm going to start there is that a special formula you know what the place to start to improve your health to boost your immunity to just be the best person you can be in your life, I believe, is really with green. Green is chlorophyll. Green is the light. Green is the sunshine. Our kale, our spinach, our uh, spirulina, um, all of the green vegetables, even broccoli. You know, it's all about where are you at with what you eat, what, with what you go, what goes into your body really determines who you are in the world. And when I say that, I'm talking about all ages and all abilities. So this is whether you're raising young kiddos, whether you're homeschooling your teens, uh, whether you are a college age student listening, whether you are headed towards retirement, whether you are in an, uh, an assisted living home right now, whatever it is, the thing most missing, I believe, uh, from my schooling, my teaching, and uh, health coaching credits, it's really all connected to the green. That is the place to start. And uh, what better way to start your day than with either a green juice or a green smoothie? And it just speaks to your blood, to your brain, to your creative thoughts, to your energy. And like I said, even if it's getting more broccoli on your plate. Right have to be a green juice or a smoothie but it can be and grow food at home is a great way to get started that's right let me ask you this though because i'm a fan of the green drink i'm going to tell you a real quick story um i went to uh, sedona arizona uh which is like paradise to me beautiful it it is it's the vortex it's where the the sun meets the moon it's like all things happen there's an energy there like just walk through the town and there's an energy. It's in the air, right? I so, agree. So I walked into the, and this is years ago. I walked into this health food store. I actually was just stopping in to get some vitamins, and there was a seminar going on on alkaline, right? And and I I was, you know, I'm kind of at that cash register. I'm buying my vitamins, and I'm watching this seminar, and it was all about the green drink. It was all about 
you know, the importance of alkaline in your body to neutralize your acids, right? Well, <laughs> I leave with a, you know, $150 worth of stuff. I was only buying vitamin C. I leave with all this stuff and I come home from Sedona, like, like, you know, like, like finding Jesus, right? I is like, right. I'm, I'm drinking all this alkaline. I have been drinking alkaline now. That was probably 20 years ago and I still drink alkaline and I find when I don't drink it, my immune system just crashes, right? What, what yeah. I want to, what I want to ask you though, is that powdered alkaline that much different than the fresh of actually taking kale and spinach and broccoli and grinding this stuff up? Is there a, that much of a difference? I believe it is that there is because a powdered product is not alive and living. So when you are eating food or juicing food or making a smoothie, making a fresh salad that perhaps just came steps from your kitchen door, it's alive, it's vibrant, you just picked it, it hasn't been trucked from another country, it hasn't flown across the world or across the globe, it is not weeks or a month old, it is fresh and vibrant. So I would always suggest people go to the living food. This is a little celery baby. Look at that thing. <laughs> Look at this little. It's like, it's like, I'm sorry, Joe. It's sex in the morning with vegetables. It's it's like living, living. This is a little celery root. <laughs> the woman loves her vegetables, folks. What can I tell you? <laughs> this is a little celery bottom, right? And is... all you do is you grow food from food scraps. So like the food scraps have life force in them and so this is a little the end of the celery that's amazing water and you grow celery and this can go get planted in a pot in a little tiny container with soil you could put it in your square foot gardening box but it's going to continue to give you nutrient dense food that doesn't come in a plastic package that your body can relate to so the answer to your question the processed powders they can be a stepping stone but the food, food as it's grown in nature, where nothing's been altered, changed, stripped away, added, sprayed on it, where well, it's and vibrant, your body gets it. Your body can assimilate that. It can get to your bloodstream quicker. It can get to your brain, your creative thoughts, your energy much quicker than a, a powder. All right, but but now there there could be. Um there could be a contradiction in some way of saying, yes, go with the kale, go with the, go with the broccoli and the spinach. Right. But then when you, when you buy this in a grocery store, and we're going to talk about gardening in a second, but when you buy this in a grocery store, but I've got the powder in a bottle that tells me it's been grown in the Himalaya mountains. And, and so, so now it's like, do I trust? And I, and I read the reviews and stuff to make sure I'm buying the right company. Right. But now am I, am I getting this powder of, you know, baby uh, alfalfa sprouts and spinach versus the broccoli and kale that I'm getting at a grocery store that might have been sprayed for six months and it, and it looks really shiny. And <laughs> so how do you make that decision? That right. Scrap so, them both and start a garden? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, everybody as an individual I like to meet people where they're at and I would rather hear someone like you ex 
explaining your journey with a powdered product as opposed to somebody who's still drinking soda and Gatorade. Right. Lots of white processed foods, foods that really don't have any fiber or nutrient value that spike your glucose level. Um, you know, so wherever anybody's at who's listening today on this call and to any of your shows, you know, I, I love to meet people where they're at and there's no shaming. There's no food shaming. It's like, okay, well, what's one thing you can do today? And if one thing you can do today is, Hey, I got this protein powder that's got alfalfa and whatever in it. If that's something that you feel you can add in, then I'm on board with you. That sounds like a stepping stone. It's all about baby steps. It's all about what's that one thing you can do today to build that base layer, that first step that's going to help you feel better, that's going to improve your sleep, your mood, your everything, and go from there. And I love it. Out, crowd out the not so good things. Yeah, makes total sense. And and now I, I kind of like jumped right in. We just dove into the pool, man. They didn't fill it with water yet. And we're like, yeah, let's go swimming. <laughs> so, but I, I should give you the opportunity. Uh, but let me, if I can get formal for a second. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> let, let's tell our viewing audience, who are you and what brought you to this point? If you could give me that summary, and then yeah. we'll, then we got lots of bullets we're going to be talking about. Do we today. have four hours or a day? No. Yeah, we're going to need it. We're going to need it. I, I'm, again, Amy Guyette Hall. I'm known as the square foot gardening health coach. So what I've done, my passion coming from, oh gosh, I'm just a people person. Per people passionista. I'm an artista. I'm a foodie. Uh, I love creative projects. I love working with people. And uh, with over 40 years of restaurant experience, again, being a foodie, what's brought me to this point is my experience with square foot gardening. I was personally mentored by Mel Bartholomew, the founder and creator. I'm getting all choked up here <laughs> of the square foot gardening method, which is a neat, tidy, efficient, simple, super successful way to easily grow food in a raised bed gardening box using his specific systems. And that is, I'll, I'll tell you, I just ooze square foot gardening. It's in my blood. And having known Mel, having brought him to the Adirondacks, to Lake George, New York, for a special trip, uh, having worked with him, it just means the world to me to carry on as one of his foot soldiers, one of his ambassadors for square foot gardening. Um, I am just one of many certified instructors across the globe. And it's been a privilege to teach other individuals. Uh, I started an online course uh, with a couple of teammates uh, with Belinda in Utah and Kim in Maryland uh, when Mel was still with us. And we moved forward with an online certification course where we could do this, Joe, just like mm -hmm. here on our computer, but meeting with people in Guatemala, Vietnam, China, Africa, and all countries in the United States to certify them to 
go out and spread the word of how to help people grow food and help to end world hunger. So that's a pretty pretty big mission, don't you think? That, that how, is helping a, people to end world hunger. Yes, that that is a big mission. So I and I'm that is one I'm going to talk about the global reach. Okay, but I'm going to back up just a second because there's there's something that you keep saying, and I want to I want to dial in on that one point, and that's the square foot gardening. And then the other thing you mentioned is the restaurant industry. When you and I were on the phone last month you were telling me how you actually manage backyard square foot gardens for restaurants. So they're dealing with the freshest and healthiest products for their, for their chefs. Right. 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 So, you know, I, I am lucky to live around the corner from Barcelona wine bar, Fairfield, Connecticut, and everyone should live next to a wine bar. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great. I mean, we've been longtime customers there forever. And when I had a radio show um, down in Norwalk, one day I'm driving down the road around the corner and they literally were building their gardening space and they were putting in 12 four by eight raised beds on this sloped hillside. And people who are listening locally know where I'm talking about, you know, go online and look it up, go onto my Instagram, SFG health coach, Amy Guyette Hall, you'll find mostly all the pictures of the garden. So it's so important to me to help people know where their food comes from, Mm -hmm. to also share that message of what changes in the world, what changes in your life, when you literally are bringing food in steps from the kitchen door. So for a restaurant, we can't begin to grow enough food for one night of service, really. Um, I'm upping my game, growing sugar snap peas in quantity, growing pole beans in quantity, lettuces in quantity to supplement and to work with these young chefs and managers and the customers. Um, So, I'm getting off track from square foot gardening. I'll get back to the basics of that in a minute. Yes, that's okay. Okay. We're pulling garlic, baby. Look look, look at the size garlic. of that. This is my fist. This is the garlic. Oh my gosh. Garlic. Are you, are you using like miracle grow on steroids? No, it's the soil. It's the dirt. It's the sun. And I sing to my babies. <laughs> I love the woman that sings to her garlic. I've always said, I've always said that I want to date a girl. I would, I would date a girl who wore a garlic and basil necklace. Right. There you go. So, so garlic, you know, where does garlic come from? Young chefs, you get it in, you you know, where does garlic come from? We pick it up at the grocery store. We pick it up at the market. Garlic is so great for us. It's detoxifying. It lifts it, ta- it it speaks to our taste buds. It's so great. But you grow gar- garlic from literally one clove. So one clove was planted in November. I pulled, and one clove grows a bulb. So literally. Right, right. <laughs> and so I had the chefs out there pulling the garlic, harvesting. We had customers, again, we're social distancing in this time. So we we are wearing masks. Customers are staying up in the outdoor terrace area, but a three, party of three was coming in the other day for lunch. And I said, Hey, <laughs> hi, who are you? Are you the garden lady? <laughs> I was like, yes, I am. Which I love you know, we're, 
like to know where garlic comes from. And literally, they like were like, oh my gosh, you what? You're harvesting gar what? Like what? And so just to connect people with where does your food come from? Right. So important. It does not come from an airplane. It does not come in a plastic box. And so all those things change when you're growing food steps from your kitchen door, whether it's the restaurant and, and upping the learning curve, upping the knowledge, the connection, right? If we just eat food while we're watching TV, while we're watching Wake Up to the Vibe, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's but right. if we're on our computer, <laughs> if we're on our device, if we're watching TV, if we're in a mindless eating zone, so this is the health coach in me, what I've learned comes from where I was raising two kids, living with my husband, feeding a family. There's so many things we can be doing just a little bit differently to really help us live our best life. Yeah, I love it. And and now I have to ask you this about that garlic though. Is that elephant garlic? Is that what they call that? That's mm -mm. that's not elephant garlic. It's a, it's a hard neck. The skinny necks are the, the soft neck or the ones you see that are braided. This, this is a hard neck. Look at the size of that. Wow. It is huge. That's beautiful. We pulled about 40 of these yesterday. They are all headed to my shed to hang because they need to cure so that we do not have a mold issue. You right. can use fresh garlic right away, but you'd have to clean it up pretty good. It's a lot easier to clean when it's dried and cured. So right. Kind of the process. Um, so, Amy, Amy, let me ask you this. Um, and, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. I we, there, There's so many angles. You have so many <laughs> aspects to your life that it's kind of like, where do we go? And it's, so we're just going to let the conversation go where it goes. But so if you take someone like myself who I don't have a garden, I can I struggle to keep a plant alive. I really do. I have a cactus and it's dying. Right. So who's. But, but I have a nice outside patio area that I would love to have square a square foot garden, something small in boxes, stacked up, easy to manage. I, I'm not going to go out and row to till land is, is what I'm saying. Right. But here so we are here we are in July. So my question to you is, did I miss the boat do this next year? Nope, you didn't miss the boat. So the great thing about square foot gardening is basically you're going to build a box. You're going to fill it with perfect soil called Mel's Mix, ideally, which could be is a mix of at least five different composts, peat moss and coarse vermiculite. These days where people do not want to go shopping and it's harder to source things online, perhaps you may just get a delivery or a curbside pickup of compost. So sourcing as many different kinds as you can, because when we teach uh, our children, you've all heard of, you know, we teach our kids to eat the colors of the rainbow. So when you're growing a square foot garden, it kind of looks like this. So it kind of looks like a square. This is a four foot by four foot. So think about a grid. We build a box. We fill okay. soil. We put a grid on it. So now it looks like a patchwork quilt. Right. So we think about 16 different squares and it's kind of a crazy quilt, but that way we can grow carrots, beets, a different crop in each square foot. So it might be 
according to how the plant grows on the seed packet, one, if it's extra large, like a tomato, we know those go crazy and they need space. A tomato, a broccoli, a cauliflower, peppers, eggplant, those are all warm weather things right now, pretty much, that you could grow. So it's one, four. Look at you with all your props. I four love lettuces. <laughs> <laughs> it's the teacher in me. I These love it. Things- these are things that my kids, my middle school kids made years ago when I was doing grant writing and building middle school gardens, that right. the curriculum. So one, four, four lettuces, maybe nine beets. I have a beet addiction. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It, can you eat too many beets? That's been the question. No, beets are really satisfying. They're two things. How do they grow? They grow down in the ground. So they're very grounding. So like if you're like, woo, woo, up in La La Land and you can't make a decision today, eat more beets. <laughs> I eat beets every day, every single day. I'm not kidding. I'm not making that up. Probably why you're so powerful with wake up to the vibe right now, because you're feeling very grounded in what you're doing. Wow. Because of the beets? <laughs> because of the beets, baby. <laughs> because it's all about the energetics of the food. So how does the food grow when we're... Uh, drinking, eating our greens every day, which was one of Mel's methods. Uh, You know, when you're eating a salad every day, how does the lettuce grow? It grows up. It reaches towards the sun. It's all about the sunshine and the chlorophyll. And that gives you that life force, that up and out, you're present in the world. Um, The beets, again, if you're feeling like you can't focus, you're indecisive, the beets are grounding. They grow down in the ground and they give you that anchor that you need and they satisfy those sweet cravings. You um, you like tie psychology to food. Oh my God. So, so can I <laughs> take a minute, what, Joe? What, we t- I just mentioned square foot gardening. I just want to mention my nutrition school. So Joshua Rosenthal, the founder of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, created this health coaching platform. And again, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, American Association of Drugless Practitioners. So as health coaches globally, again, I mean, these two things for me are hand in hand, hand in hand. And I believe that that's my calling and for many other people as well, you know, how can we take what we're passionate about and create that ripple effect this is Joshua Rosenthal, create that ripple effect that improves the health and happiness of the world. So that along with ending world hunger, that's where I come from. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it's amazing. So, all right, let's, let's switch gears. Let's go. Let's go. All right. I, I'm like, okay, do we, we do we want to continue on the square foot gardening, but now I want to talk about the global outreach. Ah, so we're we're gonna switch gears. We're I almost yeah. feel like you and I are speed dating right now. Speed dating. <laughs> it's like okay, what's next? What's next? Okay, you mentioned that. Let's talk about it. But let's talk about this global reach real quick. And then our and our our listeners and our our viewers, I think they're following us. So uh, and please, folks, uh, make make some comments in the room. Uh, I'm you know Amy will definitely go back after the show and look at the comments and answer any questions you may have. Uh, I love reading the comments. So, and we appreciate uh, your support. Um, I'm talking with Amy Guyette Hall, who is a, uh, a health coach, a master gardener, uh, but takes it to a whole nother level. Uh, the global outreach, okay? 
You mentioned more countries than than have you been to all those countries? No. Okay. I'm a homebody. I don't need to fly ever again anywhere. You know, I'm especially with platforms like this, we can reach people globally. Um in square foot gardening, we have certified instructors and Mel was very uh passionate about the importance of having qualified people, individuals in every town, every city, every country, every state, um, every neighborhood, every school, every church. And so we are a community of certified individuals who teach the method. So again, it's all about building a box, filling it with perfect soil, putting a grid on that box, planting one, four, nine, or 16. Here I go, one, four, nine, or 16. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to crawling around on the floor. with. I'm going to have to replay so. <laughs> the video like three times in that one spot. Um, so, you know, visually, how do we teach that? And so that's the beautiful thing about square foot gardening is it's, it's a method that is neat and tidy and precise. It has so many visual things. So I've worked with adults on the autism spectrum. I mentioned preschool kids. I, my families that I help grow gardens, uh, I work with their little two-year-old, their four-year-old. They get it. They get it. Where does their food come from? Like they love to come out to the garden. They get, it's the greatest joy to pull a radish. It's the greatest joy to taste a radish. So when you taste food that like is fresh and alive and vibrant that's like exciting right so i wanted to give you a shout out about your wish fest you yes kids health yes and and so that's to me i loved watching that show and that's kind of where we're all at here especially in this time uh where we really it's about helping children and families across the globe, right? We are one world. We are one world. And I don't care where this whole train wreck is going, but we have to pull our yeah. together. We yeah. have to pull our situation together. And again, I believe it starts in our neighborhood, in our own family, in our own neighborhood. Um, the children are our future, right? And uh, we need to lead the way in a better way for the future here. And one way we can do that is to get growing a garden. And it gives you something to be, take to have control over in a time when we really don't have a lot of control here right now. Yes. Us are feeling really, you know, our whole lives have changed. And yeah. what about now being a better time to do something positive? and to get growing food. And how can you do that when you're out of work, you don't know where your next meal is coming from, um, you are strapped out because you're homeschooling and working from home, it can be easy. So I think that's a strong message I wanna to share today is everybody anywhere can easily get growing food. And it can be, again, growing food from food scraps. Right. All you right. need is a small container. Everybody's got something. 
Um, look around your yard, look around your house, look in your basement, your shed, your barn, your garage, your closet um, for a container. Everybody's got a pail, an old plastic something. Yeah. Maybe got holes in the bottom, an old pot from a plant before, a dresser drawer, a wooden wine box, dresser drawer, a suitcase. <laughs> you have things growing out of your dresser drawer. Oh, <laughs> take it out of the bedroom, folks. But hold on, hold on one second, Amy. Hold on, because I'm like I'm. I can only remember so many things, and I'm remembering the next three things. You're touching on things I wanted to talk about today, which is beautiful. But first, let me back up. You, there's three things you just said. I want to I want to clarify something on the global outreach. You talked about autism. I have to I have to ask you a question there. And we talked about children. I have to ask you a question there. So global outreach, autism, and children. Let's hit these bullets. Global outreach. I just want to know: Are you working with people in other countries, teaching them how to grow their very own nutrition, and and how to help their communities in Africa and so forth? That, yes, that's, okay. I have, and we do. So our certified instructors, we have uh, Greg Jensen with Cultiva International in Guatemala, and he works mostly with women and children. Uh, again, you do not need heavy equipment. You help people build a box. You source the soil from the land. You teach the system. And uh, without tourism right now, they need our help more than ever. Check out Cultiva International, please. Um, that's just one example. Uh, but yes, we work, uh, Kim Roman from Maryland is one of our best certified instructors. She has gone to Africa and worked side by side. I'm forgetting which uh, area in Africa, mm -hmm. side by side in teaching the square foot gardening method. And it is, adaptable to wherever you are on the globe. Uh, even in this time, we pretty much promote compost for the soil. If you cannot afford the three components specific to the Mel's Mix recipe uh, during this time, and again, you need to use what's available. And yes, we do work. I love it. Globally. Got it. I wanted to clarify that because I love that. I love that message. I love that. I love global outreach. Like you said, make a wish. I love global outreach. Right. Now, the next thing you touched on autism. I had read an article one time about depression, anxiety, and autism on how dark green, the darker the green vegetables can actually help when you talk about being a part of the drugless practitioners, right? This is where this country has gone wrong. We prescribe a medicine for everything, everything. You got a twitch in your foot. We got a medicine for that, right? You can actually change your diet and it can reduce your anxiety and your stress. But it's been proven that diet in autistic people has an effect as well, right? Absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. So when food changes, everything changes. And the place to start is with your dark leafy greens. And that includes broccoli. That include, And this sounds simple, but people, if you want to change your life and improve your mood, sleep better at night, um, you know, be a better person, have more creative thoughts, uh, 
lessen your depression, anxiety, stress, etc., especially now, start with adding in those dark leafy greens. So broccoli, even bok choy, even cabbage, uh, kale is king, queen, um, arugula. Spin- Isn't that amazing? Kale is king and queen. And why is it? I don't like kale. <laughs> Because it's a dark leafy green. Look at how it grows. It's like stronger than broccoli. And it's like your body knows what to do with the greens, especially. Think chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is the most like our blood. Um, We want to support an alkaline environment. You mentioned this earlier, Joe. Right. Um, So much of what we do. And, and this is where I was at as a busy mom raising teenage kids. It's like, what? You want Krispy Kreme donuts? I can, can I say brand names on here? I don't know. Sure. Even, yeah, absolutely. Maybe we'll call them up and they'll sponsor the show. Red Bull. I'm pulling you out here. Is <laughs> it your birthday? Sure, honey, because I love you. Right. Wrong. Stop it right now, parents. <laughs> well, you know, my cousin makes kale chips. Oh, yes. I can eat a whole ba- I can, I don't like kale. But if you give me kale chips, I'll eat a whole bunch. So it's better than Doritos. Kale chips rock. So there's the thing. So if you build it, they will come. So back when we used to have Super Bowl Sunday, I would tell people, make the kale chips. I would work with people one-on-one in a health coaching program for three months, for six months, working in the kitchen, working on building blocks. What can I do? What can I add in? How can I eat better when I'm at work? How can I feed my children better? Making the kale chips. So you just take, I sh- we should have some kale out here. I have some in the refrigerator. I'm sure you do. <laughs> you just strip the, you just pull the leaf off of the stem, the stalk, and you gently massage it with a little bit of olive oil and you put it in on a cookie sheet, on a glass Pyrex, on a cast iron, and put it in the oven, 325-ish. Um, you could put a little sea salt on it. But basically, you're doing like a slow dehydration process. Does that change the, the nutrient value? You know, it's going from a raw food to a dehydrated food, not a fully cooked food. But the thing is, if you make those kale chips, and I can share the recipe. I'll put it up on the... Um, on your your Facebook page, Joe. Yes, please. Um, I will. And um, if you make those, and this is something even my moms with their little two-year-old in the garden, they will pick the kale and they're making kale chips. And who's eating them? Their little daughter sitting in her chair can't get enough of them. They're awesome. awesome. It's your body saying, I need those nutrients. Right, right. And that's that's a good craving. Yeah. So you're craving beets. <laughs> when yeah. you're craving kale chips. Your body is saying, I need that. Feed that to me. I need it and I recognize it and I can use it. So that was a great segue to number three, which was children. Here we are in a time with COVID, right? Uh, I know I'm not the only one who goes grocery shopping and eats everything in three days. <laughs> I just because you're home more, you're not going out, and it's a good thing because you're not going to the restaurants and stuff. I mean, it's not good for the restaurants and economy, but it could be good for your diet, right? Let's talk about children here. We we are probably at a, a national crisis of children being on the obesity side and with diabetes and and everything else. It's not a good thing, right? 
where do yeah. you start? Kids hate vegetables, right? That's been a thing for my whole life. It's like, who wants to eat spinach when you're a kid? I think you start with gardening, Joe. <laughs> get And get the child gardening with you, right? Because the kids love it. They love it. There's so many fun, uh, even besides just the, you know, the, the doing. Children are learners. Children are young. They learn by seeing, by doing, by feeling, by tasting, by cooking. These are life skills that we need to get back to from a very, very young age. And I think now is an optimal time for parents to take a deep breath and to embrace this time where your children are home with you. Right. You have them under your wing again because so much I've been there as a busy mom. Yeah. Busy beyond. But your all your energy goes out the door. It goes out the door from the moment you get up in the morning when you've got to get these kids ready for the school bus. You've got to get them fed. You've got to pack their lunch. You got to get them out, out, out. And then you got to after school activities and lessons and all of that. And I think now is really a time where I'm hoping that so many moms and dads and and grandmas and grandpas or other family members who are living with people, and I know that many generations have been hunkered in. Things are opening up a bit now, but still. You you just you just hit a nerve when you think about this. COVID, right? Kids are home with their parents. They're 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 home more, right? Rather than a kid being on the couch playing Fortnite for six hours and a Pepsi in one hand and a bag of Doritos in the other. Now, this is extreme. Take the kid outside, get a box, get some soil, teach that kid how to plant carrots and cabbage or something that can grow on your back deck, right? And, I mean, seriously... But you know what? So many parents, and I, I honestly, I, I, you know, I'm not stereotyping or social profiling or any of that. I don't want people getting mad at me. But listen, Fortnite, they're actually based out of, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina. They're, they're based out of Cary, North Carolina, 10 minutes from where I live. The hottest video game on the market today, right? Something about machine guns and and walking through. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy stuff. Parents are are sitting there going, right now, there's probably parents in the room, and and I love the entire Vibe Tribe, but there are parents out there going, really? You really want me to get my kid outside and start planning stuff? I can't get the kid off the couch to stop playing Fortnite. We have to do this. We have an obligation to our children. If you love that child, you need to teach that child a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. It's our obligation. Sorry. Absolutely. I got a little, got a little passionate on that. Ah. You hit a nerve. <laughs> I told you you hit a nerve. Like, take the kid out and plant some vegetables. Yeah. So, find, <laughs> so find a container. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got me choked up. <clears throat> um, find a container. Find a box. Literally, you can build a box, a square foot. You can help that child grow 16 carrots in one square foot. And can you do that now? Is that, or is it too late in the year? Did you miss the boat on carrots? No, you can, you can still do that now. We're still growing. We're still putting in gardens. And that's the beautiful thing about square foot gardening is 
most people think, you know, I'm going to grow a garden. I plant tomatoes and eggplant and peppers and that's it. No, no. You start in April. I'm in New England in the Northeast. Joe, you're on the East Coast too. But <clears throat> you can start in April with peas. You can start with spinach. You plant your cold weather crops first. Then those are done. It's too hot. They don't like it, especially down south where you are. They want, now it's time to grow the tomatoes and the eggplant, the peppers, cucumbers, squashes. Great. Come September, we're going to plant again. Right. And schooling, <clears throat> excuse me, homeschooling, um, you know, all areas of curriculum can be taught around a square foot garden or a gardening box. Yeah. It's uh, everything from social studies to art to music to it just uh, is incredible. The science factors um, and health and nutrition. And again, it gives your child something to show up for. If you're growing, I, didn't <laughs> I love this. I love that you have all of these things. You're just pulling them up. This hey, is a what, little. What do you this have? is a little pepper plant. And so for your children, homeschooling grow food from food scraps. This is so awesome. Our son, Bill, down in New Jersey, he's working with um, uh, young adults and adults that have had a traumatic brain injury. And he's working in a nonprofit and he's teaching food, growing food from food scraps, doing Zoom calls. And so this is literally an orange pepper grown from the seeds inside an orange pepper. I literally took those seeds, that scrap, put it in a pot, it sprouted about 140 little babies, and now I have them growing like this, and they're going to head over to the restaurant, and we're just going to pass them out, let people pick one up as they come and go from uh, their dining experience over at Barcelona. But that's, you know, grow food from food scraps. So you can grow food on a dime or a penny or zero. I love this. Save money at the market. You can save money at the market, and you're going to like one seed, like I plant peas and you literally plant a pea in the ground, in the soil and it grows. And it grows Jack and the bean stuff. Oh, eight, <laughs> 10 feet tall. And then it gives and it gives and gives. And the beauty of nature and food, where your food comes from and passing that along to children or sharing it with your elders. Um, again, many people are, living together with generations in their homes right now. And our, our oldsters, our, our grandmas and grandpas or great grandparents, they remember Victory Gardens. And we need to get back to the land. Yes, we do. That's why you're on the show. That, that's why you are here. That's why you are on Wake Up to the Vibe. We want to inspire people. And I am so inspired right now. I'm not kidding. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about everything I threw away this week. You know, like, seriously. It's a, and, and it is. It's rewarding when, when, you, when you, you know, you reap, reap the rewards from your crop. And when you're, you're doing good for yourself, you're doing good for your family, for your children, you're instilling positive ethics and a positive lifestyle. I'm even thinking about composting, Joe. Everybody anywhere, just like I say, can grow food. Everybody anywhere should be able to compost and can. So you mentioned what you threw out this week. So we have to look at those actions, our day-to-day -day actions, if we're growing food, steps from our kitchen door, what changes? Less fossil fuel. 
food is not coming in plastic. Food is fresh. That's just a couple things for starters. Right. If we're composting, what changes? And composting, it's food scraps. It's it's uh, clean veggie scraps. Well, how do you, how do you compost if you're living in a an apartment complex or you're living in a in a like a community with 110 <laughs> apartments? Like like. Oh. <laughs> I, love I love that question. So, so two things. You get a small bucket. Do you have a pail from the beach? I'll get a pail. <laughs> Do you have a five-gallon pail? I'll get one. You just need a stick and a spray bottle and just put your coffee grounds, your eggshells. You can tear up some brown uh, newspaper or an egg carton, put some deadheaded your flowers, just stir and mix. Um, it's a process where the natural things break down and it becomes soil and living good fertilizer compost happens. <laughs> and so, so a five gallon pail would be enough. Sure. Yep. Just to start. And, and you start that much. Uh, it's going to be that much less that goes into a plastic trash bag that goes into a landfill. Do you cover this pail? If I got, I have it out on my back deck. You can I cover co it so the rain doesn't come in. Mold, mold. It's not going to get moldy. It's ninety six degrees here. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> How often do you have to stir it? The other thing, um, like every day or whenever you're adding things, and it's it's green and brown that you want to put in. So you would never take like fresh grass clippings. You want to dry those, but brown leaves or deadheaded flowers your vegetable scraps, the, the lettuces that don't look so good. They're brown, they're ripped. Um, but aren't you going to get maggots? I don't think so. I haven't had that experience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the second way you can do that, Joe, there are uh, compost services where they will give you a bucket and they give you the list of what is allowed to go in that and they will pick it up every week. How cool is that? And I never knew there was such a service. If there's curbside compost programs. Uh, <laughs> my first time I saw this was probably about 12 years ago in Brattleboro, Vermont, that was run by their, um, their public works department, where they provided the pail, and you just put your stuff in it, and they picked it up just like they pick up your trash and recyclables, and then they put it in their compost situation. Here in uh, Fairfield, Connecticut, in Westport, we have Action Container Services, and they do this. Many of my gardening moms, my square foot gardening moms, do this because they want to make a better choice with their trash and not, and they want to put less into the uh, landfill. Yeah. So they are partaking in that, and it's a give back program, which I love. So I got a phone call and uh, from the service, and they take all that waste and they have a composting uh, facility north of here up in Danbury, Connecticut. And it's a give back program. I got a phone call. They're like, we want to give you four bags of compost for the restaurant garden over at Barcelona. And I'm like, thank you. Can we take a social media moment and make that count? Like, so it's full circle. So it's full circle. And what a great lesson to teach our children. Yeah, it really and is. Parents and grandparents have experienced this maybe a little bit more, but we don't want our kids to grow up without this knowledge. And they are fascinated. They get it. It's It should be part of every homeschool, every school curriculum. 
I don't know. I get I get wonky on this stuff. I, I listen. I mean, <laughs> there's there's two things. One, you're extremely passionate, okay, which is awesome. You practice what you preach, which is even better. Okay. Uh, I just think it's amazing. You've inspired me. I know uh, I haven't read the comments because you and I have been in a, a pretty deep conversation. <laughs> no, we're like, we're on this. But listen, I want to thank you very much for taking the time uh, for, for educating myself and, and for our, our, the vibe tribe for, for, for telling the vibe tribe, uh, some of this great information. So, uh, I'm going to bring this to a close and before I do, because one, you'll be back. Okay. But before I bring this to a close, if there was one and, and I'm, I'm being a little selfish, I'm thinking of myself right now, I have a dysfunctional immune system. Um, you and I had this conversation, but what is, what is, uh, if you, can you give me five things that I should be eating or drinking to help with the build the immune system? Start with, start with drinking water, which I do about a gallon a day. <laughs> I, I drink a lot of water. Yeah. We can talk water quality on another call, but drink water, stay hydrated. Um, add in greens, uh, whether that's in a juice, a smoothie, a salad, eat a salad a day, eat raw food. Look at what you're eating, cooked food versus raw food. We need raw food. Most of us are eating cooked foods less processed foods, food from the farm, food as it's grown in nature without a label. Oh, I like that. Is that a good start? Uh, that's a good start. And I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm, I'm on your checklist. So, cause I really do try. Um, There's so many things, you know, one of my easy, neat, tidy things is um, when we're eating a uh, plate, put your food on a pretty plate, sit, find a great place to sit, not in front of the TV or the computer, outdoors, in front of the ocean, the lake, the sky, whatever, your favorite screen porch, wherever, your little balcony in your condo. Right. Plate, sit, chew. Take time to look at your food, chew your food, taste your food, enjoy, and breathe. I love it. So plate, sit, chew, breathe. You put this whole psychological side to growing it, eating it, enjoying it. I love it. Great job. And go have a dance party. <laughs> and then go have a dance party. <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to conclude things here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amy Guyette Hall, Master Gardener. Uh, certified holistic health coach. Hey, how does somebody get a hold of you? If one of our viewers want to reach out and they they want to uh, just hit you up for some advice or something, is there a way to reach you online? Yeah, you can you can go to you can uh, direct email me Amy A M I E G Hall at AOL .com. You can go to my website from your inside out com from your inside out all my social media links are up there that's your website from yep. your inside out because com. i believe our health comes from your inside out okay from your inside out in <laughs> and, and and i think you have the last aol they're waiting for you to give up aol so they can shut the server down you're the last <laughs> aol address out there <laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Listen, thank you so much, Amy, for joining us here on Wake Up to the Vibe. My pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, thank everybody. You. Have a blessed day.
Y'all too. Bye. Bye bye now. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us here on Wake Up to the Vibe. What a good time this morning. Amy Guyette Hall, a wonderful guest, a wonderful uh, uh, opportunity to be inspired. Make sure you tune in on Friday. I've got some good news coming your way. I'm hoping to deliver it to you on Friday, but if not next week, things are really taking shape here on Wake Up to the Vibe, and I couldn't do it without all of you. Have a blessed day. Pay it forward. Let your light shine. Bye-bye, everybody.